Hi, everybody. Hello. So we have um, still been buzzing about our moon <laughs> chat last week, but we don't have enough information yet to do another deeper moon pre-session, but we're going to. Yeah, because um, I realized just absolutely how completely misinformed I am around the moon. I just don't. <laughs> I Look, I wasn't the science kid at school, but you're the... You were a science kid. Meh, you know what? Meh. Well, I mean, I was kind of, I was, um, I loved science shows on TV. I absolutely smashed 10th grade biology because I had a teacher that used analogies. I withered. Oh, it's analogies, it, isn't it? it? It's all analogies. And everything else was, you know, if it's just straight numbers and the beauty of numbers, I'm, I'm not yeah. there. To mm-hmm. me, numbers are not beautiful. Yeah. Unless they're in my bank and there's lots of them. And but, that's, yeah, there's beauty in that. <laughs> I'm, fair enough, but I don't want to have to actually, you know, be responsible for the equations because um, unless those are stories too, maybe there's a way mm. to make that work. But, um, but we can give you a little sneak preview. So here's a little sneak preview. Those stats that we mentioned last week about how kind of crazy activity occurs around the full moon, et cetera. There have been studies done mm-hmm. to really look at whether that's true. And apparently it's not. Mm. Apparently uh, that's anecdotal evidence that's hearsay. But when they actually apply a scientific method to the, that phenomena, they find there is no phenomenon. There's, mm. there's no difference between uh, in, in people's behavior um, between full moons and other times. Except when we're dealing with schizophrenics. Mm-hmm. Schizophrenics, there is a 1.8% statistical <laughs> change in behavior. Uh, that's all we know. We're mm-hmm. going to look more deeply into it and find out if science has looked at why. Yep. Uh, but it actually is not just full moons that affect schizophrenics. The moon phases themselves in every phase affect people who are schizophrenics. Very interesting. So... That's just a little tasteoid. More to come, but um, I just made that so, up. I don't know so, so the waxing, the waxing is when, and how I remember waxing and waning, as I was imagining a candle wax. You know how a candle wax dribbles down and it, it builds, builds up. up. Mm. Yeah, that's why. That's how I always remember waxing. That's a great idea. I remember it because I go, well, it. What if it's waning? No, I definitely know waning means going, going away. away. So by default, waxing must be the building up <laughs> one. <laughs> So we are halfway through. The new moon was the sixth. We've got about another week to go mm-hmm. of um, of manifesting. Um, do you consciously use the moon? I know we talked last week about how you're starting to kind of try to consciously harness that a bit more. Do you do you just sort of set the intention, or did you actually take ritualistic steps? Um, never used to. I just saw the moon as annoying mm-hmm. because. Um, uh, I, I used to, and maybe that's why I'm in this in, in the schizophrenic statistics <laughs> because it would always make me feel really unraveled emotionally. Mm. I would get very moody. Mm. So, um, but you know, <laughs> there is an actual gravitational pulling effect going on there. My theory is that mankind has been around a long time. Mm. And we are all connected, not only energetically, but genetically. Mm. And we know from the studies of how intergenerational trauma can be passed through your genes. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and all trauma is, is information that tells you avoid, avoid this to be safe. So we, we pass on our safety programming. Mm. So what I'm thinking is, um, if we are carrying the same coding that our ancestors who didn't have artificial light were experiencing full moon, uh, sorry, the, uh, the new moon to full moon phase, the, the waxing moon phase would have felt like every night it's getting a little bit brighter. Mm. So there's an increased sense of safety and optimism and hope. And you can actually see better to hunt at night. Um, and alternatively, other animals can see you better at night. So maybe it's a fearful thing. Well, so they come and get you and you can kill them and eat them. Or if you're not careful, <laughs> they'll come and get you. Well, I'm thinking animals' in, night vision is better than ours. That's true, but I'm thinking in terms of like how could the manifesting thing? It would have felt like a new moon. That a, that two week period is opportunistic. Yeah, our opportunities increase the brighter the moon gets. You can work at night because you can work at night, uh, and then when we have a full moon, from full moon to new moon, which is a waning moon. It gradually gets darker and darker and darker. So it's a feeling of kind of getting, reining yourself in smaller and smaller and safer and more hidden and Mm -hmm. sort of not venturing out into the world. And if you repeat that enough times and it is carried genetically over and over and over. It's a program. It's a program. Mm. So you've got something functioning You've got a program running in all human beings because we are all related to the early, the yeah. earliest human beings. We, we, haven't, we haven't just suddenly severed everything because we can drive cars around. Right, exactly. So you sitting here listening to this, you are a miracle of, um, you know, that movie Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That Apollo 13 spacecraft had to make it through about 10 impossible windows of opportunity for those people to come back alive. Mm. The whole movie just explores that one after the other. They shouldn't even have made it through the first, but they managed to make it through every single, you've got, you know, one chance in a hundred of getting this right. Boom, they did it. Mm. Now this next thing you have to do, you've got one chance in a hundred and they all lined up, right? So your being here, your existence on this planet, you are the direct result of beating improbable odds. Mm-hmm. Not only did you make it, you know, you made it through conception, which is hard. Yeah, the numbers game with conception is off the scale. Off the scale. And, and many, many, many um, branches of the family tree have just died because, mm. you know, somebody, you know, didn't make it through you know wasn't able to reproduce whatever because of all the worldwide you know famines and diseases and wars and everything in the history of humankind you are directly descended from some serious badasses yeah absolutely that beat the odds yeah to the extent that you're here okay so you have their genetic programming Mm -hmm. and so and so does everyone else on earth everybody alive on the earth right now is a direct line of the fittest, the fittest, the fittest, the fittest. Yeah. So no matter how much of a loser you think you are, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, 
Exactly. Every time you think you're a loser, you just have to step back a bit and go, um, actually, it's the opposite. That's it's right. It's the screaming opposite. I'm the, I'm the ultimate winner. You're the apotheosis. I am made from such miraculous stuff that I'm yeah. still here, that I'm here, that I came to, you know, yeah. um, that I that I came into being. And so I think that there is um, an energetic connection, not just that we're all carrying the same program in our genes, but that also the running of that program simultaneously around the world, that even when we aren't aware because we have clouds above us, that there is a full moon or a waxing or a waning moon. We, we have an inner clock. Our That's inner clock, beautiful. because we're connected to humans that are in a place right now in the world where they can see what's happening with the moon and we're receiving that information on the energetic pipeline. Mm -hmm. That is my theory. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it's magical, biological, and and scientifical. <laughs> scientifical. So, look, it's it's a really amazing revelation to to think that hey, you're all everyone's a winner, mm. and um, and yet, you know, how come that message hasn't found its way? through this glittering barbaric civilization that we are currently performing in because mm -hmm. i do think it's barbaric um, and it is glittering mm -hmm. we have all these fancy flashy things and yet we're still running around doing atrocious things to other countries and people and you know there isn't there isn't equality and mm -hmm. there's all of that stuff you know mm -hmm. so it's like um uh you know we just that if if only that penny could drop yeah because it's perception so much yeah. of it yeah that's why like you know when you said if you ever think you're a loser it's the complete opposite uh, yeah that's the biggest reframe in the world it's, it's a just, massive reframe yeah sit back and take because i remember when i read that in um natalie natalie angier's book um called woman and intimate geography mm. And every chapter kind of expanded. The chapter one was about the ovum, the only um, human cell that is spherical. Yeah. And and then it expands to where it talks about sort of big social concepts and so on at the mm. end of the book. But it gradually zooms out, zooms out, zooms out. And I think it was in the first chapter that it basically said, um, you reading this book are directly descended. You are in a direct line of ascension or descent from the most fittest the fittest badasses they're the ones that survived i mean your ancestors were the ones that managed to not eat be eaten by saber-toothed mm. tigers your ancestors are the ones that figured out how to stay warm your ancestors are the one that ones that weren't afraid to move to where there was more food your ancestors are the ones that were robust enough to avoid disease your ancestors were the ones that made it through childhood illnesses you are the product of Tens of thousands of years of extreme fitness. Yeah, fitness. Extreme fitness signals all the way back. Yeah, when you look the at the back. ninja, the ninja warriors on that game show on TV. Uh -huh. Yeah. You, in in terms of human evolution, mm. are an extreme ninja. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, one of the units I'm doing in my magic course. 
uh, we're doing ancestors at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a whole it's a whole course mm-hmm. looking at ancestor and of course ancestor magic. And you know that next to an, um, animism, which um, recognizes that the entire cosmos around you is imbued with consciousness and and spirits, mm-hmm. then the second oldest earthly religion is ancestor worship. Mm. Now the it's, it's an unfortunate tag this worship business on the end of ancestor I, I i believe that it's what ancestor worship is really is ancestor connection i think so too and um really uh all i'm studying in this magic course are all different ways to um uh, ritualistically connect to ancestor memory and all ritual is is a way to mindfully engage in Anything. Exactly. Anything. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, hey, time to tap into my into my ancestor business. Mm-hmm. But also, back to the moon, mm. um, we've got a few days left uh, of positive affirma- of, of pos- positive affirmations. Positive ta- choices tapping. Mm-hmm. Um, positive affirmations. Um, conscious creation. Uh, visualization, getting into the vortex. There are numerous, numerous different um, traditions and teachings that help you manifest all the mm. way to Pam Grout's book, E Squared. Yeah. And its sequel. And now, and now this is, you know, flowing on from the week before, um, the last pre-session, is that really, I really can now see how I can now engage with the moon and the moon cycles um, to, uh, you know, to get this beautiful balance of every two weeks I'm getting rid of the trash mm-hmm. and then the next two weeks I'm, you know, b- bringing in what I want. So mm-hmm. every month you're renewing. Mm-hmm. Every month. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And it keeps coming around. You, yeah. it's, it's not like you have, you know, this... I used to sort of, when I heard about, you know, this big blood super wolf moon or whatever like that, it was like, oh... It was like this sort of urgency of, you know, got to harness it, got to do something now. Oh. And we would have a special event. You know, I think we had one. Um, did we do one with Laurie Duchesne or was that, that was Naomi Carling. Mm. I think we did a super blood moon thing or something. And mm. there was almost a sense like you have to jump on it now, get, get the, while well, the getting's good. But really. Every month. Every month. Mm. For two weeks, for half of every month, you have the energetic pull pulling the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes the crap has to come up to be pulled out. Mm-hmm. So you might feel a bit triggered in those two months, two weeks. And then you've got two weeks for manifesting. Yeah. Um, I don't think you feel triggered in the same way when you're manifesting in a positive way, maybe. Mm. Maybe. I think, I think if you have negative stuff happening, you can feel triggered. Mm. I think with positive... Okay, I just had a bit of a download. Mm-hmm. I think when it's positive, you find yourself maybe being noticing what you want more, mm. which could show up if you're not aware as a feeling of lack. Mm. Mm. But with but if you are aware that you know, check your little moon watch mm. and see where you are and go, oh, that feeling of being drawn to what you want, like Abraham Hicks says, the only reason you want something. Is because it's already yours. Exactly. You just haven't figured out how to align with it yet. Mm-hmm. It's just like Michelangelo saying, hey, see that piece of marble? Mm-hmm. There's already a sculpture in there. Mm-hmm. And, and 
I can see it. Can't mm. you see it? Yeah. All I've got to do is remove the stone. Yeah. And there it will be for me. And every script I ever wrote, I would take a stack of white paper, the thickness that I knew my script had to be, and I would hold it and I'd go, mm-hmm. the script, the words are already floating around. I just have to make them land on this chunk of paper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so I think, so I would say if if you are aware that you want something, yep. so let's, let, let's say that shows up as a feeling of dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. You check. If you are in the waxing moon phase, that means, oh, I need to spend more time thinking how wonderful it would be to have this. If you are in the waning moon phase, you need to go, what obstacles do I need to clear that are preventing me from having this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I just made that up. Uh, well, here we go. <laughs> as as my hand sailed towards Steve Hand, I know he was worried about the sound quality it was going <laughs> to cause, weren't you? Weren't you? Yeah, yeah, just do a loud one. Oh, I knew you were waiting for a pop. We got one there. Okay, wow. Uh, we've gone over. We better jump off, but um, we will see you guys next week. And let's jump over and meditate. And what are we? So we are in waxing. So let's let this meditation help build us towards what we want to manifest in our lives. Sounds perfect. All right. See you guys on the other side.